Okay, I'm back. All right. <laughs> Hopefully now we're getting started. <laughs> yep. All right, there we go. It's coffee. Everybody good? Yes, sir. All right. All right. What it do? It's your boy, Sincere B, and welcome to another episode of the discussion. I'm here with Safa Brick and Coffee Black. How y'all doing? Doing good, man. I'm doing good. As soon as this dog gets to licking me. Oh, man. My cat trying trying to lick me, too, man. I don't like it, man. Oh, that is terrible. But my wife... At night, let's go to bed. She put lotions on her feet and stuff, right? A cat licks it. But she likes it, though. Oh. It, puts, it puts her to sleep. So he licks her feet. <laughs> She's like, you should try it. I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. It feels weird to me. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never been tempted to lick anyone's feet. So I think, I think we're good. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, um, we got a few things to talk about. Not that much today, but uh, we know here in the States, we got a lot of things going on with the president and stuff like that. But I know in the UK, y'all had a oh. big vote yesterday, right? Yes, we did. Vote of, uh, was that the vote of confidence? Theresa May, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, are you like, investing into that? Are you, uh, are you even... I'm following it. Yeah, I'm following it. I'm following it as best I can. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Do you so, like the prime minister y'all have now? Uh, I don't think there's been a lot of confidence in the people that I know when I, when I talk about Theresa May. Um, he doesn't, doesn't seem to be any wholehearted support. I mean, you know, she was a Remainer, or she is a Remainer, I don't know how you want to put it. But during the campaign uh, for the referendum, she was uh, a Remainer, which means she didn't want to come out of the EU. So I think sending somebody in to negotiate a Brexit deal who was a Remainer is clearly the wrong thing to do. Uh, Personally, I think she should have appointed uh, Nigel Farage to go in there and, and fight the case for us. Because, I mean, he was a guy driven. You know, that was his whole point of, of getting into politics in that way, was to push for, for Brexit, which he got. And, um, you know, I think he should have been the one to have carried it through right to the end. I mean, I heard on one of the um, programs that he was on that someone said to him, why don't you go and negotiate it? And he said, well, no one's asked me. You know, so he mm-hmm. definitely is prepared to do it. And I hear lately that he's prepared to create a new political party now uh, because of what's been going on here. Uh, with the whole uncertainty and, and the fact that Theresa May wasn't that confident in the deal that she had, that Parliament wouldn't accept it, and that they may veto it. Um, so I don't know. It, it's all pretty much up in the air. Everyone's so uncertain. And I think that's the uncertainty about this deal and about what she was going for that has created this sort of air of, of no confidence around her, right? The peers have mm. supported her. I think it was 200 votes to... Uh, 117 uh, so she is going to stay as Prime Minister uh, at least for the next 12 months um, because you can't ever know a vote of no confidence you know, within the next 12 months so, so she's cleared of that and uh, I really hope she does a good job I really do, I think Parliament is uh, going to be very strict on uh, on whatever deal she delivers Yeah, yeah. Hey Red, I think your mic is a little bit too close to your mouth <laughs> um, Hey Safa 
Yeah. Can you explain to me what, what what are you trying to do for a separate? What what are you separating from? Who's separating from who? Okay, so the UK wants to separate from the EU. In other words, we want to because at the moment uh, all of the sort of laws and whatnot are all coming down from from Belgium, right? Which is the head of the EU. So any new laws that come out that they mandate to all the member states also affects the UK. Uh, this also uh, extends to things like uh, trade. Uh, and all the all the business that happens within the member states is pretty much all free, but it's kind of governed by the EU. Um, free travel uh, in and around the member states is also controlled by the EU. And at the moment, as you know, there's a lot of illegal immigration happening uh, where people are being sort of taken in and uh, you know countries have, are, are, you know, are <laughs> kind of having issues with that with regards to you know culture problems uh, people not uh, assimilating and uh, adopting uh, the culture that's there and they you know they're, they're causing they're causing problems N- not all of them but most of them yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know how you want to put that but um, you know and of course you know with the EU dictating how we should govern our borders and, uh, and, and, and trade and, and whatnot. And of course, you know, we, we pay lots of money every year to be part of that union. Uh, it just doesn't, it's no longer viable for us to be there. So we want to separate from them. We want to govern ourselves. We want to govern our own borders. We want to set up uh, our own trade agreements. You know, we, we want to take control back yeah. of, of, of the country. And, and that's really what, um, the referendum was about and lots of people thought it was uh, fueled by racism and you know xenophobia and all these you know uh, leftist kind of words but essentially what it was is that people just don't want to be dictated to by the eu you know yeah um, and germany seem to have their way all the time uh, and uh, and it's always about what they want and uh, you know other countries out there are suffering you've got countries like Greece and of course Spain and uh, they've been going through some financial hard times and the way the EU has dealt with them you know it just puts a bit of a sour taste in your mouth and you just don't want to be part of that entity anymore you know you don't want to be dictated to I mean uh, France is rising up at the moment I don't know if you've seen all the violence that's been going on there with uh, and all of his increased taxes but uh, you know I think we can all agree that that the tax increase was just you know the straw that broke the camel's back you know that, that really just so uh you know these types of things that will inevitably inevitably come to the uk you know in other member states as well we just don't want any part of it to be honest and and, and you you agree with that you don't want any part of it correct you part of that that crowd yeah I, yeah i voted okay. to i voted to leave that, that was my vote Gotcha. Yeah, you know, at the time we thought you know that that was the, the best way to vote. And I still feel that way even to this day. A lot of leftists and a lot of uh, media have been uh, trying to shine doubt on people who voted to leave. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to um, get support for a second referendum. Uh, you know how pointless that is. Mm. If, if it were to swing the opposite way. Wouldn't the Leavers be entitled to another referendum? And if it didn't go their way, would we still be entitled to another referendum? <laughs> when do these referendums end? You know, yeah. it just seems pointless. You know, I think the country was taken by absolute storm when the results came out. I don't think they 
all expected it to to go the way that it did and i think that shock is what sparked people's fears especially the uh, the remainers you know i think they got really scared really quickly because they had no idea what was going to happen you know yeah 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 and rather than uh concentrating on on the positives uh they were trying to find holes as to why this was a bad decision and shame on you for voting leave you know I mean that was the message that was sort of touted you know over the airwaves and in the news and you know people were just you know it was it was incredible the reaction you know yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh, don't man, you just thanks. don't you just hate it when like the media uses scare tactics to try to get you to to persuade you to go one way oh you have no idea in the run up to the referendum how strong the media was in that it would have been a, a, a remain vote um, and when it didn't end up that way I, I remember seeing I was speaking to a guy in the office and, uh, and we were talking about it briefly you know he said well uh, what, what are you going to vote and I said well, I'm going to vote leave oh are you a Nazi are you no he didn't call me Nazi <laughs> he called me a, 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 are you a are you a um, oh uh, what were the Nazis called other than Nazi back in the day uh the word fascist yeah yeah fascist i'm like wow dude you've known me for like five years and and now you're gonna call me a (laughs) (laughs) does our relationship mean nothing (laughs) just because we have a different opinion doesn't mean that all of a sudden i'm a fascist you know right Uh, but uh yeah it was pretty negative so if you if you uh if you even mention uh that you were that you were intending to vote leave wow you were really under social attack which i think is absolutely wrong you know it, it doesn't matter what you want to vote and whether i like your vote or not you know i don't have i don't i don't think from a moral perspective i don't think it, it's very nice to start calling people names but uh you know be that as it may i, I could see he was in a bit of a conflict because he said to me well i better make sure i get to the voting station just so i can cancel your vote i'm like are you harboring some sort of dislike for me that I've only just discovered? <laughs> wow. It was, it was, it literally got that bad. You know, I think the media really, uh, you know, influenced people's ways of thinking. And it was, it was unbelievable. It was like I was living in a, you know, in, in some sort of dystopian future that was about to just tip over the edge. You know, it was crazy. Hmm. It's crazy, yeah, man. Hey, well, appreciate you explaining that to me. I did. I was watching it yesterday on CNN. I saw the prime minister going at it, boy. She was holding her own. She was fighting. She was fighting for life. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I really didn't understand what was actually happening. So I'm glad I got you to explain it. I'm sure somebody else or who listening probably needed that explanation too, man. So I appreciate it. No, it's good. Well, it's my understanding. Uh, I'm sure it's at least eighty percent, right? <laughs> 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 80% is a high percent. That's good, dear. That's good. I'm confident. You're like 80% more uh, correct than uh, than uh, uh, news people, so you're good. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we got a couple of small things to go with. Not, not, a, not a long show today, I don't think, but if we could, we do like we all like to talk and have a good time, so it could stretch out, but we'll see. Uh, first thing I'm going to get into is domestic violence. Uh, right now, well, we just had another NFL player, Kahim, what was it, Kahim Hunt? Kahim? Yeah. Kahim Hunt 
got kicked off the Kansas City Chiefs, which is a professional NFL football team. South for case you don't watch American football. Uh, he's a starter. He's not just some scrub on a bench. He's a star. <laughs> they have kicked him off the team, and the game Madden has taken him off the actual game Madden because they they had videos showing him look like it was a hotel hallway and pushing his girlfriend down and, and then kicking her. So uh, the video got out, and, and now he's, he's, he's out of the NFL. Uh, so I want to discuss about this, and that's, it's pretty, it's a lot going on with domestic violence here, and sexual harassment here in the, st- in the States right now. But domestic violence is a big one, especially with my athletes, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, but I'm just curious about what y'all thoughts about domestic violence. Like, what's going on? Why do you think this is happening so much? I don't know if y'all have the same issues in the UK as bad, uh, Safa, but here we have it going quite a bit going on so start with you coffee black first what do you think is happening and, I, and I, before you start i don't want nobody to think that we're saying there's reasons to hit a woman there's no reasons to hit a woman period but we're trying to figure out what is leading these people to do this and it's not just men hitting women there are women hitting men we just don't hear much about it because men are so prideful we not go up and, and go forward and bring it up to people that we're being abused by a woman, you know. So this is what we do discussing. We're not we're not saying it's right or wrong. We just want to know what may be going on. What can we do to fix the problem? So go ahead, coffee. Um, I think. Well, for one thing, I think it's been going on forever. Oh, it has been. Yeah, you know. So so it's just that the media gets a hold to it and then run with it. You know, but um, I look. At, I, I was listening to what Shannon Sharp said a while ago about um about domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Just because you play a professional sport, what may why are you held to a higher standard than let's say a doctor or a police officer or somebody like that? If if you're gonna if you're gonna um kick him off the team and all this stuff. Let's do the same with doctors, lawyers, and everybody else who does it. Right. Be be straight across the board. Don't just say, "Oh, he's an athlete; he's held to a, you know, a higher standard." So, you know, I mean, be straight straight across the board with it. You think that has to do with money? Because so much money being made in the NFL that if you keep that player on your team, you can lose so much money versus the doctor. You fire a doctor. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do believe it's that it's that money thing, and and see the NFL also want to save face because remember with um with Rice Ray Rice, mm-hmm. remember he punched his wife and knocked her out, mm-hmm. and yeah. then he he got a chance to come back and play, but then after the season was over and all that, they got rid of him. Yeah. So yeah. they want they they they're trying to save face, yeah. but um. Yeah, I, I, um, to violence against women. See, here's another thing, right? Nobody talks about how Ben Roethlisberger was charged twice, was accused twice of sexual assault, Uh but yet still, where is he? He's playing Sunday. Wow. Do uh, 
do you do you think like Safa? Do, do y'all have the same problem with it a lot? Domestic violence. I think domestic violence happens everywhere. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't think any country is exempt. I think in today's day and age, because of the easy access of mobile video and surveillance cameras and yeah, and all sorts, it's easier to capture those. Yeah. It, it, I don't think that, I think less and less are staying behind closed doors, right? Now, in every situation, in every, uh, this, let's see, in every assault, there's always two sides to a story, okay? Right. And it's, it comes to, you know, unless you see it right from the beginning all the way to the end, you know, if you just see a little clip uh, of, of, a, of an attack or, or, or whatever, you know, still there are two sides to the story. I'm not saying, you know, that this exempts any attack, right? What I'm saying is, is that there are perhaps things that, are, some circumstances that have occurred before the image that you've watched that perhaps, you know, uh, pertain directly to that event. Maybe he was attacked, maybe he got stabbed and you didn't see that part and this is just him retaliating. You know, you have no idea. You know, maybe she whispered to him, I've cheated on you and I like it. You know, he just lost his shit. You know, you you just you just don't know, right? There, there's a lot of there's a lot surrounding that kind of thing. But if you look at in today's times, as you say, with a with a person that is well known in the public, they tend to get very harsh treatments. I think purely because of the fact that they are so well known. Um, doctors and lawyers probably not so well known in the public, or, or at least to the larger public. But I agree with what. Um, Coffee Black is saying, if you're gonna, if you're gonna destroy the career of, of someone who's popular, why not that of someone who isn't? You know, yeah. um, providing that person is guilty, right? Because I think there's a lot of accusations that go around uh, about domestic violence, whether it be a man or a woman, and those, and you know, many people get get uh, get prosecuted or, or found guilty when they're innocent, right? So, yeah. th- it's it just seems like such a minefield for uh, for lawyers and 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 police and whatnot to get involved and to try and sort these things out because again it can get quite ugly you might find up some extending circumstances with regards to perhaps these people are getting a divorce and she wants custody of the child so you know she she you know uh, perhaps she, she upset him on purpose to get a reaction so she could you know uh, cement her her claim uh, with her children or or vice versa right so there's other these other sort of criminal-related events that can go on uh, and, and use domestic violence as a weapon against someone. So there's also that too. So it's 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 a, a multifaceted, uh, horrible situation to be in. And uh, but you know, they, they, I mean, in my day, domestic violence was always kept on the down low. You know, you never heard of it. You know, yeah. um, and then later one day, you know, you find out so and so's dad got arrested. Uh, for beating yeah. up his, his, his you know, the, uh, his wife, and and you could have sworn that that person was always happy, and you know, you always had a smile on his face, and you know, so on and so forth. And then you know, you get to hear about all the horrible stuff that was going on, you know, right next door to you, and you had no idea. You know, that really shocks people as well. So it's it is such a sensitive issue, and it, it is something that I think affects lots of families out there, lots of people. Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 not a good thing. Uh, okay, I, I I I got a question. Yeah. All right. If you're a kid, right, 
Because see, growing up, my mom always told me she don't care who it is. Somebody hits you, bully you, you hit they behind back. Right. So, true story. I was getting bullied by this girl every day. I never hit her because I was told not to hit a girl. She whipped my behind every day for a week till I got tired of it. And once I fought her back, she left me alone. But she knew I wasn't going to hit her back. And she kept on, kept on, kept on. She would hit me. I would walk away. I, I came home three days straight crying. And my mama said, if you if she hits you again and you don't do nothing, I'm going to whip your behind. Hmm. So what 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 are you to do? See, yeah, so that's so that's bullying, right? So, uh, and I was the same as you. You know, my parents told me, you know, you never hit girls, and um, and girls were always told that boys are not allowed, are not allowed to hurt you. And as soon as girls, you know, not all girls, but there are some girls who hear that and go, "Ooh, this kind of gives me a license to do what I like." And then your situation can occur, right? Mm-hmm. Now. <laughs> I take Bill Burr's comments here and say there's there's never no reason to hit a woman. I can give you 18, even when I'm drunk. <laughs> give you at least 18 reasons why you should hit a woman. Yeah. But but it doesn't mean you it doesn't mean you should, right? So I think that's the right. message. But you, but you can never say there's never a reason. There's always a bloody reason. And it's also the other way around. I'm sure if you asked uh, uh, some woman out there who'd been dating men long enough, you know, there's no reason to hit a man. That'd say you're crazy. I, I can think of 22 reasons to hit a man, but not that I actually do it. But... Um, I think it comes down to life lessons at the end of the day. I think people like that, uh, uh, you know, from what you just said, uh, Coffee Black, about, you know, once you retaliated, once you just had enough and you fought back, she left you alone. That's exactly the same kind of situation when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, a boy-on-boy situation where you got one bully boy, you know, um, uh, trying to bully a, a younger person or a younger boy or perhaps one that's a bit more timid and then he loses his shit, he hits the bully and then, the bully leaves him alone. It's it's almost like um, playground, playground sort of tactics. The way that happens, you know. Yeah. And you know, I think boys are generally stronger than girls. You know, as they grow up. Um, I mean, even as kids, I would imagine boys must start to show a little bit of strength. You know, differences. Probably not much uh, before they hit puberty. I would imagine. But um, you know, uh, but telling your child, it's okay for your mother to have told you that. But you, you, your father would never have told yeah. you. And <laughs> that would have put you in a bit of an odd position because you got this girl hitting, you know, batting, hitting on you all the time, and yet you can't retaliate. But then when you do lose it and you do retaliate, you get such a better outcome. But it's so, it's so difficult, you know, to talk to kids about this sort of thing because you want to tell them that. Yeah. You want to tell them, then hit them back, you know. And uh, you, you almost have to say, well, it's a girl. You know, well, well, then just hit softly. <laughs> I mean, it, it would be interesting to hear a, a girl side to this uh, or a woman's side to this because you probably say, you probably find that some of them may turn around and say, well, no, you did the right thing. You know, and if that was my son, I would have told him exactly the same thing. <coughs> right. So I guess I guess it's an individual thing, but I think eventually, you know, uh, it, it must have taught you something, Alfie Black, right? It must have taught you something. And I bet you that the bully learned something that day as well, you know. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot like that day. So Coffee Black, after you hit her and, 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 and defended yourself, 
how did you feel after you did it? No, well, not not the feeling that okay, she's done messing with me now. I'm free. Did you have any other thoughts about the situation? Yeah. Um, after afterwards, it was like it was like a euphoric feeling, you know. This this weight has been lifted off my you know off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, a couple of days later, I felt really bad because she was a girl. So, from my from, from my experience, when I look at these things, a lot of these stories, I always notice that at least this as an adult, you as a kid, I can see that that happened that way. Because growing up, it's a lot of girls at that young age that are a little bit more mature than men, and they are like very strong at that age for some reason, and they kind of <laughs> they kind of equal boys at, the, at, the, at a young age. But when we get older, like you said, Safa, we we will grow and become stronger and and more stronger than them. So what I've noticed a lot is that a lot of the domestic violence, either it's a, a man or versus a, a woman or a woman on a man, that it's always seems to be the person who makes the most money. Who yeah. does it. Uh. And that, that, that's just my perception of it. Now, I'm wondering if, if, if that's the issue. Is, if, is it a dominant control issue? Or is it just, just a, a purely just control issue, period? Yeah, I wouldn't say, okay, I mean, from from the little knowledge I have on the subject, I, I can't say that um, I've ever seen that. But, you know, back in the 50s, um, you know, housewives used to beat their husbands. You know, not all of them, so only some of them. You know, and, and he was the breadwinner, right? And uh, yeah, she, used wait, she used to wait there with a, with a frying pan. Like, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I mean, even even even. You know, if you go further back than that, I mean, whenever a man ever got uh, beat up by his wife, I mean, the town used to ridicule him. You know, yeah. uh, you know. So I think it's 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 really. I wouldn't say it's a. You know, it, it may be a predominantly male thing because obviously you know guys are stronger and 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 you know and and uh i haven't heard as many cases about women uh, hitting guys although i have to look at more statistics to, uh, to see that but um is it because of financial uh or or i think it's, it comes down to the individual you know yeah. if, if you if you just had a bad childhood or you just mean to the core and you want to just make the person's life a living hell and you and you get enjoyment out of out of beating them, then I don't know, some part of me just says, I think that comes down to the individual. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if it's a financial yeah. uh, drug there or not. Yeah. It's a terrible thing, though, because it can go on for years, man. Mm. Some people, my wife was, uh, her first marriage, she was uh, abused for years, she told me. Oh. And some of the things she told me was horrible, man. Like, I just can't even imagine. So I'm going through that. So that's what I want to discuss it there. Just trying to figure out, the, you know, you can't really know what these people think about, but you can try to understand it and figure out what's going on with it and see if you can fix it. But like you said, Safa, I think it is a lot to do with individuals, the way they raised, the way they grew up, how they are. Um, but also they could be living with somebody who's just a trigger person. You get that woman that's like the, just hits you where it hurts all the time. And women will do that. Women don't have no heart. Oh, oh! <laughs> they, they go at you hard. They go at you hard. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it can push a lot of people to the limit. 
even though it's still not right, you should be strong enough to walk away and just leave that person instead of just hitting them and abusing them. There's still no excuse, but it, like you said, Safa, it, it plays on both ends. It's a, it's a, it's two stories always. So we really never know the full story. You only see the five minute video, and and usually that's yeah. when it happens, not the beginning or the very end. Yeah, yeah. So, See, I think, and then, and then sometimes it's it's usually done that way uh, to show you the viewpoint or the or the narrative that they want you to see. You know, N- not to say that you know uh, that that person you know uh, hitting the other person is in the right by no means, right? But yeah. I think that, that there's just more. There's always more to a story than just what you see or hear. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I just think both men and women have the capacity to do this kind of thing, and yeah. uh, it you know it's just I mean you probably find as you said they've probably been abused as a kid, and you know I would imagine if you if you've had some form of abuse as a kid uh, growing up, and you you know the, the likelihood that you're gonna you know pay that forward later in life, whether it be to your kids or maybe to your spouse or or or, or your coworkers or, or whatever it, it you know it. It's inevitable that it may come out, may come out at some point in some form or another, you know. Yeah, and it could be, you know, you could grow up and your dad could be beat up your mom and you growing up and seen it as a kid, mm-hmm. growing up all these years, and now you're gonna think of that, okay, this is my my dad did this to my mom, so now maybe I probably should do the same thing. So it also could start from something like that too. Yeah, yeah especially when drugs and alcohol are involved, you know, that can always Yeah. What kind of um, what kind of advice could you get? I know I know y'all y'all haven't been in this situation. You have a little bully thing, Reg, but what kind of advice could you give someone who's in a relationship, man or female, who's in an abusive relationship? What should they do? Should they, you know, leave? Should they try to fight back? Should they call for help? Like, what kind of suggestions are? Y'all I think give? it all depends on the situation. Are, are kids involved or not? You know, are uh, do they have? family or close relatives or friends that they can they can they can confide in you know because some people can be too proud to say anything um some people want to speak out they just have no one that they trust to talk to right so i I would say you know uh, in that situation if if you if you can reach out to someone you trust you know if if you can't find anyone you trust and you know to confide or or even even a policeman you know, someone that, you know, would take you seriously and, and to help bring you and, you know, your kids, if, if need be, you know, into uh, into safety. I think that should be your primary concern. Um, but I think I think the thing is, is to get out of that situation as soon as possible, because the longer you stay in there, the more of a prisoner you become, the worse it'll get, the more you telling the other person that it's OK to do it. And, uh, you know, some people may end up What's that? What's that? What's that condition where uh, you end up loving your captors or having feelings for your captors? There's a uh, Stockholm 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 syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, you you don't want that to set in because that that that'll just precipitate years and years. You know, because you start making excuses for why they do these things to you. You know, so the sooner the better. Uh, I, I would say would be my advice. What about your reaction? What kind of advice you can give? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, get, get out. yeah, I mean, um like like Safa said, it depends on the situation. But um yeah, get out as quick as possible. 
should you if you have someone that's doing that to you you have that that really bad situation where they're telling you like if you go and leave or tell someone i'm killing you and your family and they've been so violent to the point where you believe it do you still take that chance to get out what, what do you do in that situation in that situation i say um yeah still take that chance but cover your in every situation learn to cover your ass as my father used to say yeah if if this person if this person has ranted this before they're gonna probably rant it again Mm -hmm. record it record it Mm -hmm. record it write it down i don't care what you got to do take a picture whatever get out of that situation because if that person then if something happens to you and your family they know who to go after you know what i'm saying because but yeah you know cover cover yourself that's let's see that's just like that's just like um oh man it's like like a friend of mine he um he just got a divorce from his wife right and we just found out for years she's been hiding money now they weren't in an abusive relationship or nothing like that she just was tired of it and wanted to go yeah if you can save up save hide the money if you got kids grab the kids because you you don't want that person to hurt your kids right and if you stay in that situation there you know there's that that strong possibility he's you know they're gonna know that oh if i hurt the kids they're gonna stay you know yeah yeah so 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 soft what do you think about that soft if you're being threatened for your life your family life do you still try to get away or, or how do you handle that see in, in that kind of situation where <clears throat> your life or your kids let's say is under threat i have a different way of thinking about this <laughs> okay <laughs> because, okay because i would say you know I, I would i would risk my life for my kids right so i, I would risk as long as they're safe you know i don't think that person can do anything more to hurt me do you know what i mean uh right. if anyone beat me up or whatever but if that's the situation where i decide to make that move my first priority will be my kids uh make sure they're safe you know if, if, it, if i put them on a bus and send them to their aunt or whatever um but then i'll make sure that i come home and i face the music with with, with that person and uh let's just say i'll make it very obvious that that this is it you know, I've, I'll make sure. <laughs> I'll just make sure that this person understands whether I have to use a frying pan or not. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to break some kneecaps or not, but I'm going to make this person understand that I'm not taking this shit no more. And that if he comes to keep for me, his life is the one he's going to worry about. That's what's up, man. Make sure you put some hot fish grease in that skillet too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so as you stand up to that kind of person, you, you think you might be surprised to see how that. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough situation, man. I've never been in a situation like that. And but I know people who have and they tell me that it's just terrible. But I think definitely with this our boss too, you just gotta get away, find help. You have to take that chance. Like you said, Safa, Reg, when it comes to your kids, you gotta save your kids first. You you, you can deal with the other stuff later. But main thing, if you're in a breach relationship, get out of there. Period. Somehow, some way. Don't be scared of the threats. You just gotta go because he probably can beat you to death anyway goes. So you still probably gonna die. Yeah. So just leave. You know? 
call someone. But yeah, good advice, y'all. Good advice. I, so I got I, I got a quick question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Did you hear Did you hear about the the the, uh, the young girl that that killed her captive and rapist, getting fifty one years? That She's is- got to serve fifty. 51 years but this guy this young dude in California had violently raped kidnapped and raped this lady and he got two years in prison plus he's on probation well I've been reading on this girl and I know a lot of people are doing um, um, petitions to try to get her out and I did see that's crazy that's crazy but I didn't know about the other guy that's even crazier but that's how the system works man this girl, like you said, she actually been kidnapped and was used as trafficking. Gets away, escaped, kills the person that kidnapped her. And she's in prison for 51 years. She was 16? Yeah. Yeah, that's well, unbelievable, man. But the thing is, the thing is, in that, in that, in that situation, it doesn't feel like the, the punishment fits the crime, right? Right. But again, this is this is all this is all the information we know. We don't know what was discussed in the courts, what evidence was presented, you know, um, you know, enough that was that actually convicted her uh, for fifty-one years. I mean, it must have been pretty strong evidence uh, to have put her away for that long. But uh, I'm not to say that she's that she's guilty. I mean, I'm not the one who's going to judge. Um, but but in that situation, you, you have to have at least a, a little bit of faith to know that for the court to have given her that kind of sentence, there must have been enough evidence to, to have done that, right? I think uh, I think it's just I think it's just because it's, it was it was premeditated murder. Yeah. That's what it was. because uh, a lot of stars trying to get her out now. They, they I think they're gonna get her out. But but, um, but, but in to her defense, I would say that if that was me, for example, I had someone trafficking me out and this and that, uh, I would premeditate his murder. Damn right I would. Yeah, and you figure she's sixteen now. How long has she been already, Reg? Uh, I, last I think she was like twelve. So I mean, she was twelve when it was happening to her. Yeah, but uh, I mean, she's still a minor, no? Right, still a minor. Yeah. She's sixteen now in prison. That's a big thing. She in yeah. prison right now, sixteen, underage. They tried her as an adult. Yeah, no, that 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 yeah, that well. It's my opinion, but I think that's totally fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I mean, you do okay. You you give you give her time for murdering someone. Yeah, okay, give her time, but not fifty-one years, though. You give her, you know, two years maybe for the murder because what happened? Maybe she's sixteen, put in juvie. Sometimes you know she never been in trouble before. She's been trafficking the whole time. <laughs> you know, so it's just crazy. The system's crazy, man. But um, good topic. Good topic. Uh, we do have a question from Chris. He wanted us to discuss this. He wanted us to talk about um, how would we feel if we were the side person, meaning side chick, meaning uh. if, if you with a girl <laughs> and you find out that she's actually dating somebody else, but she wants to stay with you and you've been already dating together for like six months straight, how would you feel about that? Would you still want to stay with her and you had a lot of feelings for her? Well, how would you feel being the side guy? Uh, it, you can go too rich. It, it all depends on how much money she got. <laughs> <laughs> so, she Oprah, so if she Oprah, you stand. Yeah, if she Oprah, I'm staying. If she's just a nae you're not staying. And she, she could be Cardi B, I'm not staying. Ooh, I like Cardi B, though. I, I'm not staying. 
But if she Oprah, if she Oprah, oh, I will be the side chick to the day I die. I don't care. So for you, you'd be a side dude for the money yep. if she got money. But if she don't have money, then you ain't being nobody's side dude. Nope. What about you, Safa? Well, if I was 10 years younger, I would definitely want to be with her. But because yeah, I'm a bit older now, I can see this from a different perspective. I, I, I would not want to stay with her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could either make it. I think in my mind would be playing tricks because I know I'm thinking, okay, well, I know what she does to me. So when she's not with me, she's doing that with him and probably some even more nastier shit. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're going to be that guy. You know, because she'll have someone else on the side and she'll move on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris, there you go, Chris. <laughs> Red said, if you got money, you stick around. Get the money. <laughs> but Simon said, no. He just don't stick around, period. I don't think I want to do it either because my mind be playing games on me and I don't want to think about that. <laughs> That'd be crazy. All right, we're going to go ahead and end this with a, a more of a, you know, a positive <laughs> note. Reg, Reg want to discuss about the top or favorite Christmas movies. So you go ahead, Rich. Oh, man. My favorite Christmas movie has to be... It's a tie between Home Alone 1 and 2 and The Santa Claus 1 and 2. Mm. So those are the ones you recommend people watching this Christmas? Yep. Why do you like those two? Man, um, first of all, Tim Allen, man, in The Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Allen is Mr. Christmas to me because he has five movies. Well, four, five movies. And they are um, Christmas with the Cranks, The Santa Claus 1, 2, and 3, and El Camino Christmas. Mm. And Home Alone, man, Home Alone. Home Alone just resonated with me for some reason. I I guess because I was a latchkey kid, you know? So, um, you know, they just resonated with me. Okay, okay. What about you, Sop? Do you have any favorite Christmas movies you'd like to watch or you recommend? Oh, yeah. So there's there's two. The first one is The Snowman. The Snowman. The Snowman is a wordless uh, children's uh, picture book by English author Raymond Briggs. Uh, we watch it every year. And in fact, there's a second one called The Snowman and His Dog. Snowman and His Dog. <laughs> and, uh, so, so there's no words. But no one says anything, but it. Uh, but you watch the story unfold in front of you, you know. With and it's just like almost like pictures that have been that, that are sort of animated, and uh, there's a lot of music that goes along with it too. Um, I think this one, I think it's called "Flying Through the Air," mm-hmm. which is uh, very popular here. It comes on the radio stations all the time, and uh, it's one of my favorite songs. So yeah, it's uh, nice, nice. I like National Lampoon's Christmas. <laughs> I just like all the series. National Lampoon was good. And The Holiday. I like The Holiday. I thought The Holiday was really good, really funny. Um, and uh, yeah, I really like The Holiday. It's more of like a love kind of Christmas Who, story. Who was in that one? That had uh, Jet Black. It has. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. What's the name from. Um, uh, Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, yeah, yeah Kate uh, Wilson, Jack Black. Uh, it's a really good romantic Christmas time and funny uh, movie to watch. So that's my two picks right there. Hmm. I thought you Americans like to watch Elf. Elf oh, is good. good. Yeah, it was good. 
F is good. Will Ferrell is always good to me. I love Will Ferrell, but yeah, he didn't make my top one. Uh, but he, he is in there though. Don't get me wrong, he's in there. And I like Bad Santa too. Bad Santa is good. Oh yeah, Bad Santa one and two. Yeah, yeah. yeah those, okay, those are good. I mean, it's a lot of movies. I'm looking at the list right now. It's like so many Christmas movies that I ain't even heard of. But yeah, it's a lot out there. But those are my two. I think that people should watch on Christmas time. So are, y- are y'all ready for Christmas? Y'all done all your shopping? No. Yeah, I'm a last minute shopper too. I mean, last minute. And it's Amazon. <laughs> it's Amazon all day. <laughs> I've got all the lights up. The Christmas tree is up. All the decorations are up. So, you know, I'm halfway there. I got a cat, man. I can't have a tree right now, man. He's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I- I've, got two- I- I've got two cats. And both of them know to respect the tree. Really? They don't bother the balls or nothing? Nah, they're getting old now. They're about nine years old now. So they, they're no longer interested. Ah, okay. Yeah, my Man. Young. I, we, we had a cat when I was living with my sister in Atlanta. And um, the cat got us in trouble. See, me and my nephew used to... She used to put um, candy canes on the tree. And we used to get one off every day until Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. So we were sneaking them, but we would turn the tree around so she couldn't see, you know, where, where the candy was, where the tree was bald of candy. Mm-hmm. It was it was in the window. So mm-hmm. she would never see it when she came in the house. Right. So the cat knocked the tree down and she was putting everything back up and she was like, hold up. Why? I only have five candy canes on, on the tree. <laughs> And see, we, what we would do, we would take take them off, and then what we we would put one at the top, and then one in the middle, and then one at the bottom, you know, spread them out a little bit. But yeah, the cat knocked the tree down, so we got in trouble. Man, I hate man. cats. Well, my family pranks you every year. Every year, you get some kind of gift that's gonna be taped up. Oh, duct tape, rocks in it. Oh, what? yes, yes, man. At one yes. time, man, one Christmas, man, they gave me a big box, probably the size. I don't know, man. It's probably, a, I don't know, maybe a 27-inch TV size box, right? I'm thinking, oh, snap. They got me something good. I opened it up, man. First of all, I had mad tape on it, duct tape all over it. Took me like at least 10 minutes to get the tape off. I finally get in the box. I, it is paper on it. I dig in there. There's nothing in there, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but what they did, on the side of the box, they had had another piece of cardboard and taped the uh, 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 Amazon card in, in the side. <laughs> so I, I had this heavy box that had rocks and papers in it, and right there in the corner on the side was a little bit of gift card for that big ass box, man. That's how they do me. Every year, somebody pranking somebody in, in my house, man. Yeah, my, I, my son, I took in, um, I took some of his dirty clothes mm-hmm. and wrapped them up. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he was he he opened the box he was like oh Steph I got wait a minute this mine I was like yeah boy that's crazy <laughs> what about you Safa any 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 shenanigans going on in your Christmas no we, we're not that horrible really <laughs> oh, oh man never no uh 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 no 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 we don't do, we don't do things like that well, there you go. You got an idea. Start a tradition. But you've given me some ideas. So I think I might, I might use some of those. Yes. 
We have. We turned. We turned them. Yes. The American way. They can do evil stuff. Yes. You know what? I want to see on Christmas morning is my daughter's bursting into tears because my my missus will never let me live that down. But if I do it to my missus though, yeah, I might get away with it. <laughs> but man, see, that that is that is like one of my ultimate dreams uh-huh. is to have like you two and a whole bunch of other people together for Christmas, our family families and everything. Uh-huh. Be in a, a mountain somewhere, snow falling fireplace we exchange gifts but we prank each other that that is my ultimate <laughs> as a dream for you yes <laughs> you live a dark child brother far <laughs> <laughs> away so say what's that in Canada is not that far away yeah 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 <laughs> well, all right y'all it's a great podcast I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast today we appreciate everybody who's listening. Thanks again to Sofa Brit and Coffee Black for joining again. And uh, any, if you want questions answered or you have questions, call in or send messages to any one of us. Somehow reach us either through Instagram or call in through Anchor. We'll ask you questions on the next podcast of the discussion. And y'all have anything to say? Yeah, Merry Christmas to the both of you guys, man. And uh, Merry Christmas to, to our to the listeners. Yeah, about you, Safa? Yeah, a bit early for Christmas, but, um, but Merry Christmas anyway. It's <laughs> 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 one more before Christmas. I, I, think we'll, I think we'll be all right. But yes, you know, um, thanks to all for listening. I hope it's been of some benefit to you. And uh, if it has, remember to hit that clap button so we can hear those claps. Yep, yep. yep. All right, Joseph your boy, since you'll be here with Safa and coffee. We'll talk to you soon, y'all. We out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace.